Happy New Year, and welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister Johnny Walker gets the year started off with a bang with a powerful message entitled, New Beginnings Begin With God. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. So happy new year to you again. New Year's Day begins with many different traditions. Distinct cultures believe the first day of the year should start off with certain foods, some with certain clothing. For example, the Filipinos believe in wearing clothing with polka dots. Spain celebrates with 12 white grapes. Here in the South, a traditional meal consists of black-eyed peas, collard greens, and cornbread. And if you incorporate all three together, you get Hoppin' John. (laughs) Now, the polka dots and the grapes and the black-eyed peas are circular. So if you didn't know this, they symbolize coins. The collards are green. So it symbolizes cash, folding money, cold, hard cash. Cornbread is golden. It symbolizes gold. Now, some people believe if you put extra pork on your plate and a penny under the plate, it enhances your good fortune for the year. The common theme is prosperity and good fortune. The Bible tells us that God crowns the year with goodness, and it is he Right, that makes our paths to drip with abundance. So acknowledging the goodness, mercy, protection, health, patience, and love emanating from the Lord for this year is supreme. And I believe that's why you are watching us, and that's why I believe you are sitting here under the sound of my voice, because you realize and know that the ultimate catalyst right, for new beginnings is God. Amen. So the title of this message is very simple. New beginnings begin with God. Now, I kind of alluded to my foundational scripture, Psalm 65, 11. Lord, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Now, I have three key points I want to get to you today. They are, I'm going to give them to you first before I break them down. One, don't falsely regret but do fully repent. See, that'll get you closer to black eyed peas. <laughs> Don't excessively remember, but do exceedingly refocus. Collard greens on that one. And my third point would be this. Don't methodically relive, but do meticulously renew. Let's talk about this first point. Don't falsely regret, but do fully repent. Turn with me to 2 Peter chapter 3. I want to read verse 9 out of the Amplified. And it reads, The Lord does not delay as though he was unable to act and is not slow about his promise. He's a promise keeper. As some count slowness, but is extraordinarily patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Now, some of you may look back on last year 
and have regrets about some things you said, some things you didn't say, uh, some things you did, didn't do, how situations unfolded. But what you didn't do is that you did not repent for your part in the matters. God even sent people across your path. You know who I'm talking about to tell you about your wrongdoing. But you couldn't receive from them because you was too busy pointing out mistakes of other people. Now, regret may cause you to say, I'm sorry, but you really didn't mean it. You really didn't change your heart. So you're more apt to do the same thing again. See, when your heart is not open and receptive, right, the Holy Spirit can't get into your, your spiritual heart and do a work because you did not fully yield. Repentance is the opposite. It is making a quality decision, right, uh, 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 to, to genuinely change your heart. And when you genuinely change your heart, your mind and your mouth will follow. When your heart is open and moldable, right, the power of the Holy Spirit can then go in and effect a change and transformation. So today, don't be saddled with yesteryear's regrets. Repent now before the Lord. Cultivate godliness, right, and eradicate all those unwanted habits that open the door for sin. And in doing so, you begin to initiate your new beginnings this year. There are three benefits I want to talk about when you fully repent. Here's one. It lifts because you're humble. Humility lifts. See, self-pride blinds. It robs you, right? It deceives you because pride wants to reason and always argue with truth. Humility humbles you and then you line up with truth. And it opens the door and begins to set the table for you to receive your harvest. Turn with me to James chapter 4, verse 10. It reads, very familiar piece of scripture. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will do what? He will lift you up. See, you can lift yourself up. You can promote yourself all you want to. But it doesn't matter until he lifts you up and he promotes you. Another benefit is freedom. Because freedom liberates. Repentance brings correction and removes you from the snare of the clutches out of the hands of the enemy. Get this. It calls for you to give up on who you think you are in exchange to be what he's made you to be. So give up on who you think you are in exchange for who he's made you to be. And when you are who he's made you to be, that is absolute freedom. And that is absolute liberation. Hallelujah. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Going to read verses 25 through 26. It reads, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know what? The truth. And that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Let me give you another benefit of repentance. It enriches your life. 
We know that repentance leads to salvation, right? But God wants to enrich your life. He wants to take you to a higher level. He wants you to experience a greater level in him. He wants you to understand, feel, know, zoe, the God kind of life. Not only presently, but also eternally. See, he wants this hour to be better than last hour, today to be better than yesterday, tomorrow to be better than today, this year to be better than last year. But there's a condition as you grow and mature in him. Turn with me to Acts 11. I want to read verse 18 out of the Passion. It reads, when they heard this, their objections were put to rest, and all, and they all glorified God, saying, look what God has done. You ever said that? Look what the Lord has done. He's giving the gift of repentance. It's called a gift of repentance that leads to what? Life. It's a gift that leads to the type of life he wants you to have. So it's a great gift of value. Amen? All right, point two. This is for the collard greens. Don't excessively remember, but do exceedingly refocus. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43. I want to read verses 10 through 13, and then we'll skip down and read 18 through 19. And it reads, get this. You are my witnesses, said the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved, and I have showed where there was no strange God, lowercase g, among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, said the Lord, and I, that I am God. Yea, before the day was I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work. And who shall let it? Verse 18, here we go. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Let me tell you something. Will and shall are the strongest words in our English language, the strongest assertions. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? Whether you know it or not. Then he says this. I will even make a way. That's why he can't fail, because he's too busy always making a way. In the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, let me give you some points up under that. You are here. You made it to sea in 23. That kind of rhyme. That little catchy. You made it to sea. In 23, you are a witness. So here's the revelation that God wants to get to you. You can't be an effective witness to somebody if you haven't personally uh, 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 witnessed him and had a relationship, a deep relationship with him for yourself. See, you don't know about his transforming power until you've hooked up with the Father and the Holy Spirit. That's why he says, return unto him, right? First, your first love. Then you can go out and witness to others. 
You know, I played football in college at a high level, all right? Matter of fact, uh, even played against Georgia. Played in Athens, down between the hedges. I'm going to date myself because I played against Herschel Walker. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> but I can tell you about the game, right? But until you experience it yourself, and I can talk about it passionately. But until you experience it yourself, you'll never know the thrill of knocking somebody out. Knocking the snot out of them. Hitting them as hard as you can. On the field. Let me get that on record. I don't want anybody to do something and say, well, you know, Minister Walker told me last Sunday to just knock them out. Knock the snot out of them. That's not what I said. And then you'll never know the happiness right, of executing an assignment to perfection that leads to victory. But God is saying, God is saying, know me, trust me, believe in me, and guess what? You then will know the thrill of knocking the snot out of your enemy. You'll know the happiness that comes from executing his assignment to perfection. And when you do, you will then experience success and victory in everything you touch. God chose you for witnesses. He says, I've handpicked you. Now that tells me that you must have some value, right? If, you want, if God wants you on his team, that means something. So you should know and you should trust. Shortly, to say that in a short version, you should believe. Right? I mean, that's why they call you believers. Right? You're supposed to believe. And if you believe, then it should be very easy to witness to others about your God that you know who is God, who is Lord, and who is Savior. Amen? I want to read to you Matthew, Matthew Henry's commentary on that particular point. Now, check this out. All right? It says, but God's people. That's everybody, right? If you're not a, a, a people belonging to God, see me at the end of this service. But God's people know the power of his grace. His people know the sweetness of his comforts. His people know the kind care of his providence. His people know the truth of his promise. See, all servants of God can give such an account of what he has wrought in them and done for them as may lead others to know and believe his power, his truth, and his love. So, Really, let's speak in, 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 in words that you can get it. So if you witness to the Father and you've had a relationship with him, which makes it easy for you to witness because you know the passion of being with Jesus, then guess what? You're able to tell others, as it said right here, about his power, his love, and his truth. Amen? Let me tell you something. New beginnings begin with God. He said, do not remember the former things of old. Don't even consider them. Well, could God really mean that? I mean, there are memories of joy that we all hold on to, correct? And then there's, there's um, a battle scar that made us who we are, right? So what kind of test is this? God does not remember all this type of stuff. He did say that. Scripture says that he'll never put a test or give you a test that you cannot bear. He'll be with you. He'll assist. He'll aid. He'll help. So what is he really saying? 
I believe God is saying this. He's telling you to step into the newness of your year by not allowing past encounters, good, bad, and ugly, to paint or broad brush your perception and desensitize you to the present and the future experiences he's sending your way. Let me say it another way. Dwelling, keyword, dwelling on the former things of old, the woulda, coulda, and shouldas, will cloud your ability to take full advantage of the test and the joys that he wants to send your way. Let me break it, break it down another way. You cannot survive Algebra 2 if you're still dwelling in Algebra 1. Uh, let me say it another way. You can't prosper in the new relationship he's sending you if you're still holding on to the old relationship that you left. Let me say it another way. How successful can you be in the new job promotion when you're still holding on to the time the same boss in the old job told you to stop playing around and go to work? Don't excessively remember. See, walking in the past is walking by sight. And then you're allowing those circumstances to be your focal point and not God. That's why the Bible says it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. And when you're dwelling, those thoughts now become dominating thoughts of the past, and you give entrance to who? Satan. Fleeting thoughts, however, fleeting thoughts are different. Fleeting thoughts of the past gives entrance for you now to refocus on the new things of God, the new things he wants to do in your life. And it gives the entrance of his word. Bible says the entrance of his word gives light and understanding. That's walking by faith. That's exceedingly refocusing on God. Now you're allowing him to be your focal point and your master, not your circumstances. So let me give you three tools to exceedingly refocus on God. Here's one. And you can do this. This is something that, that you may or may not do exactly right now. But with our 21 days, Connect 21 coming up, 21 days of concentrated prayer and fasting, this I think you will find very helpful. First, you can order a spiritual evaluation. Assess where you stand with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Seek his face, initiate a reset, a recalibration, and a refocus. So you can allow God to have free course to make wholesale changes in your life. Finally, surrender all. Everything. Turn with me to Proverbs 16:9, the passion. It reads this way. Within your heart, you can make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. That's why the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Right? Order our steps, order our actions, order our words, order our thoughts. Lord, order everything. And I can't go wrong. 
Secondly, after the evaluation, tune your ears to listen. See, Jesus Christ alone is for whom we all crave. New beginnings originate in him. So train your spiritual ears to hear and you won't miss it to the left or the right. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23 message says this. Dear friend, listen well to my words. Here it is. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate, exclamation point. Learn it by heart, exclamation point. Those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul. They're bursting with health. Now there's health and there's bursting health. There's resources and there's bursting resources. There's wisdom and there's bursting wisdom. Well, if you want to be on the bursting side, get in the line behind me. Because I'm in that long line. Thirdly, respond with action. So you listened. All right, you did your evaluation. You listened. Now you want to do something. You want to follow up. You want to obey. So don't reason why. That's why we always miss it. We got to reason everything out. My wife tells me all the time, you reason too much. You think too much. Don't kick against the pricks. Right? That's a biblical saying, which means don't argue or fight authority. Turn with me to James 1, the passion. It reads, don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. For that is the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. That's smooth right there. That last sentence is smooth. That's some, what's it? Hey, I always let the word, like poetry, written and fulfilled by your life, baby. <laughs> So, that was smooth, though. You got to admit it. Okay, okay. So, so God will do a new thing, the scripture says. Shall ye not know it? He'll make a way. We really could just stop right there in the service. He'll make a way, right? He'll make a way when, when you're lost. He'll make a way when things are barren, when things are dry. He'll make a way when you only have lint in your pocket. He'll make a way, you know, when, when your food may not be what you want. You may not have a steak, but you can get some beanie weenies. You can get through. He will make a way. You know, as, as e, the Bible says, as evil as we are, we, we know how to give, give good gifts unto our children, evil, carnal, flesh, and all that, right? Then the Bible says, how much more would God in heaven give unto those that ask? All right, so, so I'm looking at my son, all right? So when he was born, the wife and I started socking away money, right? Of course, a good parent takes care of their children's present and you save for their future, right? So, so he didn't know it. So, but when he got, when he graduated from high school, Certain conditions had to be met, right, before we gave him the loop. Certain conditions had to be met, right? For our grand, he has two sons. I have two grandsons. We're doing the same thing now monthly for our grandsons, right? Unbeknownst to them, when we get paid, they get paid. So where am I going with this? I'm going with this. If man can do that, 
what, how much more can God do for you? Think about the, the, the tens of thousands times, tens of thousands times, tens of thousands gifts, anointings, blessings that he has stored up for you and he's waiting to release them on certain conditions. That's why he's a good God. That's why he can't fail. The third point, don't methodically relive, but do meticulously renew. Turn with me to Acts chapter 3, 1 through 8. I'm going down the home stretch. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at an hour, at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms, all right, or beg for money, of them that entered into the temple. Now, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms. So he saw them first, right? So think about it, as you came in, all the people that were coming in to the building. And if there was a guy beggar sitting there in front of the church, and he only saw these two. So he must have saw something on them or sensed something in them, right? So, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us, right? And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. So the beggar expected to receive something. Now, you got to remember, this is his methodical reliving every day. Every day, somebody carries him and sets him down, and he begs. He asks for alms every day. So now he's relying on his past experiences, right? He's thinking that, hey, give me money. Ha, ah, but they gave him something different, right? So it says, then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I give, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He expected money, but they gave him true wealth. And he took him by the right hand and lifted up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Now, this beggar was a professional, right? So every day, people walking by, he's sizing up, figuring out who I'm going to ask for, who am I going to today? Thank you, Holy Spirit. He was doing everything based on his past experiences, right? So he expected to methodically relive his same life. The money masks his misery. How many times in 2022, even today, are you methodically addressing your misery? You said you wanted out. You said you wanted a cure. But instead, you continue to manage the misery. Alcohol, drugs, Belittling other people. Hmm? Sex. Overeating. Overspending. Temporary cures. Smoking, weed, drugs, alcohol. All temporary cures so you could be slightly less miserable. Slightly less fearful. Slightly less worried. Slightly less discouraged. You experience toxic relationships. Said you wanted out. 
but you keep making the same and same decisions and you keep getting on the merry-go-round of brokenness. Don't go into this year with reliving and managing misery. See, see, God's plan through Jesus is to rid you of misery, cruelty, even bondage. So let Jesus be your end and let him take you off that merry-go-round. New beginnings begin with God. So look to Jesus with anticipation. A God old-fashioned life is better than a good old-fashioned life any day. So put on his character. It starts from the inside before it manifests to the outside, right? This is how you crown your year with goodness and abundance. You look to Jesus with the anticipation of what he will do in your life. Because ultimately, he will prosper you. He will deliver you. He will redeem you. He will heal you. And he will make you whole. Ooh, let me land this plane. Turn with me my last scripture. Ephesians 4, 19 through 24. After this, it's all hopping, John. Okay. 19 says, And so I insist that God backs me up on this, that there be no going along with the crowd, the empty-headed, mindless crowd. They've refused for so long to deal with God that they've lost touch, not only with God, but with reality itself. They can't think straight anymore. Feeling no pain, they let themselves go in sexual obsession, addicted to every sort of perversion. But that's no life for you. You learned Christ. My assumption is that you have paid careful attention to him. Be well instructed in the truth precisely as we have it in Jesus. <clears throat> Since then, we do not have the excuse of ignorance. Everything, and I do mean everything, connected with the old way of life has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. Throw it back to 2022. You're in 2023 right now. And then take on an entirely new way of life. Here we go. A God-fashioned life. Here we go. A life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. So, so, so let me just go ahead and give you my conclusion. I got some more, but let me give you my conclusion. Don't start 2023 without the stabilizing peace and freedom that comes from a personal relationship with Jesus. Today, jumpstart your new beginnings. We have Connect 21 coming up, 21 days of connected prayer and fasting. Do fully repent. Do exceedingly refocus. Do meticulously renew. See, the more you renew yourself in Jesus, the more you're transformed by Jesus. 
And the more you're transformed by Jesus, the more you act like Jesus. And the more you act like Jesus, right, get this, the more the misery, the pain, the anguish, and all its cousins are defeated. Hallelujah. 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 I am praying that you got something out of this word. I am praying that it ministered to your heart and your soul. I am praying and believing that many came here today and needed to get that word from the Lord. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away. And you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text get connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week and we look forward to connecting with you. Thank you.